Welcome to The Morning Crew, a grief podcast hosted by three gals in their mid-20s. Here, talking about grief is completely normal and a part of our everyday life. So grab a cup of coffee or a drink. Grief conversations can actually be that casual. So let's talk about it. Welcome back, everybody. I was literally about to say we are scrubbing in. That's what it sounded like. That's what I heard in my ear, too. I was like waiting for you to say it. It's like so ingrained in my in my brain because when I listen to them, they say that every single time. But um, for any scrubbers that do listen to us and or will listen to this episode maybe in the future, I hope you appreciate that. But welcome back to the morning crew. We are not scrubbing in, <laughs> um, but we appreciate them and love them so much. And just wanted to kind of a recap. I know we are actually recording this very closely to our last recording, but I think we have some follow-ups from our last recording that we all kind of wanted to touch base on, mine being that I watched the OG Top Gun in preparation for the new one. And I like wish that I had watched it before and could have actually engaged in the conversation um, that you guys are talking about because I feel like it is definitely a movie revolving around grief and a man like showing grief and going through grief. And I know Kelsey talked about that. And so I was like, damn, I wish I had watched this so that I could have contributed to the conversation. Cause I also think it sounds like from what I, who I've spoken to about it, it was probably one of the first movies at that time that was showing a man going through grief. So like the original one. So I think that was really interesting. But then there were parts of it that I was like, some parts felt a little fast about getting over the grief. Like there was some, like it's manifested in a different way in the story, but the like initial part of like someone dying, I feel like it fast forward through that part so fast. And we like had to quickly, like it was as if he was in like stage, like a hundred of grief, like, like within days or something like that. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, well, I first want to say that this is for Alyssa, the queen who edits the podcast right now. Um, I didn't scream in the microphone of excitement when you said you watched Top Gun, but I felt it. Um, that's so <laughs> exciting for me. I am so glad you got to watch it. It's, it was a big part of me growing up. And I completely agree. And it's kind of funny watching it back and kind of thinking about the fact of how different the times were when it came out and when it is now. And I I, I do think that once you watch the sequel, you will feel completely different about it. Um, and I don't know if maybe – and maybe because we have grief on the mind so much, like the three of us, but I wonder if we didn't just talk about it last week, if like that wouldn't have been your first thought. But also maybe it would have. I don't know that, that answer. But I do know that I think – with especially with the new one, I think that will change your uh, your headspace a bit. But I'm really glad that you got to watch it finally. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I got to watch a film also that means so much to you too. I I like literally have so many films that I have yet to watch, like classics. I don't know how you guys score on that, but it, mine's like really low, like Casablanca, uh, Rocky. Um, I'm trying to think of like other freaking classics of that I just they're escaping me right now, but like n- nothing. I like have a list of <laughs> ones I need to watch. I have a list too. Maybe that's what we have to do for our like morning crew weekend is get together and just watch a bunch of movies. <laughs> All the classics that we haven't seen. I feel like I scored decent. Like I went through a phase at the end of high school and in college where I had that moment where I was like, I haven't seen them, and I went through and I watched a lot. But it'd be good to kind of cross-reference and pick out a few. But I would love that. I'm glad you watched it. Very excited. We'll need now another update. (laughs) I was just going to say that. I was like, we're not going to stop talking about Top Gun on this podcast. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, But then I know there were some other follow-ups. Mads, did you have a follow-up from last week or anything that happened over the weekend that you wanted to share? Yeah, absolutely. I also have – it's funny. I feel like we've been talking and we just had our last recording and I'm like, I still – I want to I want to ask Kelsey too. I've got lots of questions. Um, But yes, so I – since we've last spoken, I've told someone about the podcast and this is something that I teased before we started recording, but I wanted to do it on air because I feel like the, I wanted to tell the girls and kind of 
remember it, but um, it's kind of funny, and you guys could probably have guessed, but in the last month or so, I have been seeing someone, and in the middle of the last, before the last episode had come, we had kind of like cleared things off, and some things have happened, and we got together to talk about all of these, all of these things, and things that have happened in my past, and his past, and our lives, and why, and not in like a getting back together, seeing each other kind of way necessarily, but just kind of like we're just straight up and vulnerable and honest about why some of the things that that had happened, it happened and it had come up and I had said something about it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was, I regretted it as soon as I said it. I was like, I wish I didn't say this, but I had mentioned it. Um, And he's been really great about it. So he, uh, he actually texted me today and was like, I followed the podcast on Spotify. I'm not going to listen to it. I respect your boundary. Like I'll only listen when you tell me, but like I wanted to support you. And like, he's been really, really cool about it. And I've gotten to talk to both him about both of you guys. Um, Kathy, I was just telling you before that I had just talked about oh you. Oh my god! Um, and so, and God, I know it's so weird. I, it's so weird. But we were in such a vulnerable spot and talking about everything. I was like, I mentioned it, and I was like, well, I guess that's another lesson in trust. And God knows what's going to happen from it. But it was also kind of interesting how it was more comfortable to tell someone who I've met, who I've known. I mean, I've known him for like a, a year or so, but telling him over telling someone who I like share blood with was a very interesting experience. How does it make you feel that somebody else knows about it and somebody who you like? It, it uh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Session. No, I know. It's very interesting. Um, But it was almost like to that same feeling of like when I was with – when I am with him and we were talking, like I just kind of feel like I can like completely be myself and like talk about things that are important to me. And we've talked about, you know – all of the political things that are important to me that I stand for. And we've kind of crossed a lot of ground really quick, which is good and bad. Um, but it was nice to feel comfortable knowing so – because he knows me pretty vulnerably because, um, you know, people who you are romantically interested in or with um, know you pretty vulnerably more than other people in your life. And so it was kind of cool – it was my first experience I'd been able to have where I could like be with someone like physically and just like have these conversations about us and also share something that was important to me that I've been kind of holding back from people who are more prevalent in my life and have been for longer. Um, so that was, that was, I feel good about it now and it feels, um, you know, it feels, it feels good and it's, I'm working better on just being authentically me and I feel like that was really helpful in that process. Um, and on the same breath of that, I did uh, listen back to our podcast last week, and I was kind of picking myself apart a little bit um, in the fact that I was still in a rough headspace, and I was tiptoeing around, I feel, the the realness of depression and feelings of mental – and having mental illnesses and feelings of not being able to take care of your mental health. And so um, while we're on the topic of kind of sneaking that in there, I just wanted to um, – reiterate that that I don't even know what what the proper word is but I did listen back and I wasn't necessarily proud of it um not saying that I'm not proud of myself because I'm still really proud of putting it out on that platform and I've learned even when we are recording I'm sure our listeners can hear I feel every single time even though we talk every day it gets more and more comfortable as the hour goes on and so I noticed even towards the end when we were talking I was more comfortable talking about it um and that's not neither here nor there nothing to blame there but I did um did want to just kind of touch on that a little bit. Um, but besides that, we're good. Things are things are happening. Um, things are fine on the up and up. Um, that's that's my little brief update. Well, that's very <laughs> exciting news. I am in shock because you literally, before we started the podcast, were saying I was talking to somebody about you today and I asked you who and you just smirked. <laughs> so now I know why. <laughs> Well, it's a very very weird feeling to have because, you know, you you guys also know the things that were happening personally that were struggling and it was kind of a weird weird process and it was in that feeling of feeling so vulnerable talking about things that were important to you. It just kind of came up and like obviously I I didn't plan for it to come up and I still – like I think I told him today that I was like I wish I didn't tell you that. But I also do really respect the boundary and the like I'm not listening. And even like I talked to him today and he was like, can I can I listen? And I was like, no. And he's like, okay. But like I but I I respect that. That like I don't know. It's kind of a lesson in trust in that in that way. But I know it's kind of a shock. (laughs) Um, Baby steps. That's good. It's like he knows about it. I appreciate the follow, but he's not listening yet. So this is still safe space. Now this is a distinction that I've felt with telling people. It's like. 
did he know about your grandfather's having passed away? I'm assuming he did. So you weren't sharing the podcast and at the same time sharing you had a loss. I feel like how I've been telling people like that is a distinction I felt where it feels like a bigger bomb to drop to be like, by the way, my mom passed and yeah, I have a podcast about it. And yeah, quick listen, that sounds kind of weird, but this is how it happened and why. So just distinguishing that. No, yeah. So he knew and it's kind of – that was the other part of it, right, is I feel like – I mean, I've got Papa's handwriting tattooed on me. And so I feel like he is such a part and they are such a part in everyday life. Um, There's a song by Maren Morris called What Would This World Do? And in the the song, she's talking about how like there are people that are important to me that aren't ever going to know you. And it's kind of heartbreaking if you really think about it and unpack that. But I've kind of had those thoughts too. Um, And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've got framed picture of grandpa here and papa there. And I've got the – it's just like it's very much something that I want to make sure that I think – and I think that honestly like podcast or not podcast, I think that in the future when I am – being with someone, I want them to know those important things, things that are important to me and things that I struggle with. And like none of us are really perfect, but especially when I'm in a bad space and then stuff with that happens. And then I have to go visit the grave with grandma and all of these things kind of unpacking. It felt kind of nice um, to share that piece, but no. Um, yeah, it's it. he did obviously already know. I feel like everybody kind of knows because I kind of wear it on my sleeve, like a lot of feelings I have. But <laughs> But good. I just wanted to clarify, like, yeah, like that he did at least know that part of it. Um, I also just want to throw out, like, it's been many months since we recorded that dating episode, and Mads is officially the first person to be dating someone. So Mads wins an award. Congratulations. (laughs) However much you're willing to share about (laughs) anything else that comes up while dating and about grief, we will be right here for you. Open ears, but very, very happy for you. Thank you. We'll see. We'll see how it unpacks. But I was, uh, I was definitely glad to to have that experience. I'm glad to have you guys with me through all the things that I've been dealing with lately. But definitely being able to talk to you about that. Um, and now I wanted to break it because I, I wanted to be able to listen back on it because I knew that especially Kathy, who I texted the first time this person ever asked me out, I was like, I've got to see what she's going to react to it. Um, but we'll see. We'll take it every day, step by step, and day by day. Um, and I know that. Kelsey had a pretty monumental weekend as well. Kels, would you like to share? Yes. On a less fun note, um, it was the year anniversary of my mom's passing this past Saturday, June 11th. Um, You know, we've talked a lot and I've talked a lot about, you know, getting through the first year and all the first year, you know, milestones and holidays and things like that. And Um, the day was approaching and it coincided with my sister's graduation from her master's program, um, which also has its own layers. And we're going to talk about graduations more later. Um, But my mom's passing also aligned with her undergrad graduation. So the blending of the two events was kind of happening again, except this time it wasn't on Zoom. We were able to go to the graduation in person. So separately, I'm very happy for my sister that we got to do that. That was very important for many reasons. Um, The year, you know, we had a lot of people reach out and text us, which was great. I was able to kind of use the graduation and us, my dad, sister, and I being together as a nice response back, like, oh, we have something to celebrate. Like, don't worry too much. We're not just going to be sitting at home sad. And it's brought up interesting conversation. Like my dad has felt and vocalized pretty strongly that You know, this year it makes sense, but he would love to not really focus on that day going forward and doesn't really want a lot of interactions. But for me, I'm like, well, it was a really big day. It's the day that changed all of our lives. So it didn't bother me. Um, Not that it bothered him that people reached out, but he just the going forward from this first one. Um, But I'm like, but I, I like the idea of people reaching out. So I thought that that was an interesting differentiator. And it was just, it's very trippy you know, everyone even going through the pandemic, I think has felt a time warp where time passing doesn't feel quite right. And I feel a weird disconnect where it feels like actually a pretty long time ago. And that also makes me sad that it already feels like it's been a long time and it's only been a year. So, you know, we got to be together that day and we had a really nice day, but I'll say the emotions I think for all of us actually came more on the graduation ceremony day when it was like a very clear moment that she should have been there and she wasn't. So that's kind of where I wore the emotional side of it more than the actual day. 
Um, I have I was taking notes on that, and I feel like there's a lot there to um, unpack. And first, I want to tell you that I'm thinking of you, and I, I knew that was kind of going on. Um, if you had to, you can you can choose if you do want to answer this or kind of how you want to do it. Um, I was gonna think of like a, a takeaway or like a word or like a feeling that you had, but I'm also another way I could answer is like if you could have like a peak and a pit or like a high and a low or something that positive that you took out of the experience. Um, not that there always is, but. I'm just kind of curious because I know that was a big day for you and your family. Yeah, no, definitely. It was it was a big day. Thinking of the peak in the pit thing, I would say we were able to have a nice day together. The three of us, we went on a really long walk. We went and had a really great lunch. Um, my mom always liked buying um, – like lotto tickets from time to time and was very convinced that like we were going to win at some point. Um, We we never have. Um, So (laughs) we kind of were talking about it and talking about how she would always make jokes about it and how you, you know, you can't, you can't win if you don't play and, you know, pick. So we were like, okay, we haven't done this in a while. And we went to a little like gas station and we picked out a few lotto tickets um, I think we find out later this week. So TBD, if we win $250 million, I might not need to do this podcast anymore. Not that we make any money, but Wait, you're was kind of, yeah, no, not that we're making any money from this, but I might be busy on a yacht or something if I have okay. $250 million. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll be there with you, so... Yeah. yeah, I'll bring you guys with me. We'll start podcasting from the yacht. Oh, How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, but so that was kind of a fun moment for us that we were able to like do that and do that in her, like in her honor and because it was something fun. And I would say the pit was just like graduation music and the pompom circumstance. Is that what it's called? I know the what you're talking one. about. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I can't confirm. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to listen back and feel so dumb. <laughs> the music, the quintessential music that plays. Yeah. <sighs> That's going to be an embarrassing one listening back no. to, but whatever that music is called. <laughs> and it is great. Pomp and circumstance, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, thank you. It sounds wrong. I also, I also searched graduation song and graduation by vitamin C came up, which I know we all <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Not quite the same t- tug at your heartstrings feel with that song. Speak for yourself. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um but no, it was it was like the ceremony I would say that felt like it it hit the hardest and it was in our faces. You know, they call out things like thanks to the families who were here and you see all the families and and everything with that. I think made it hard, but I think it's just crazy and in a weird way, I kind of want to feel proud at how the three of us handled the past year and all of our different ways and all that we've done and all the ways we've stuck together and tried to like make the most out of the different hard milestones. And obviously it's not like it ends here and it's just all going to be easy from here. As we've talked about, it's not like a straight line, but it does feel like a little bit, like a tiny bit of a relief of like, okay, we got through the first year. And there are going to be things that pop up that are new, but the birthday, the anniversaries, the holidays at least have touched it one time through. Um, and it, it's it's one of those like, sure, our new life events going to pop up where it'll feel novel. Yes. But like, I think there's a weird little piece of comfort that we've been through the first year. Yeah. I think it's definitely a marker that I think a lot of people feel proud of when they get to. Um, And for some reason, like year one is like, I I honestly think it's like the most important marker of the anniversaries, Um, which is, and I think it's just because it's like all the firsts and you got through all the firsts. So now you know kind of what to expect moving forward. Um, But then again, like, I do think also some years it hits harder than other years. So it's really like, it's just a, like you can't really predict um, any of the years, but I think that is a good segue into kind of today's episode, which is timely for June, which is dads and grads. And I think like for graduation, I, I'll um, talk, I can talk about that later on too and how like that's kind of impacted me and all the graduations that I've had because I've had so many without my dad. Um, but 
I guess I could start off with Father's Day is coming up on this Sunday. And I feel like, you know, it feels like it's just another Father's Day in the books, I would say. Like, as you get through many more years, it's like, okay, it's it's every year. It's going to come up. It's just another one. But I think what was something that was interesting is my therapist and I have been talking a lot about, and I think this applies to a lot of all of these days, um, whether it's Mother's Day, whether it's an anniversary, it's like I'm almost anticipating the grief that's going to hit me on that day. Or it's like I'm talking about it so much that I'm literally like putting it into myself, if, if that makes sense. Like I'm literally manifesting that I'm going to be grieving on that day. And she was like, it's just another day. Like you don't necessarily – you're thinking like you're going to be sad that day, but you're also telling yourself that you're going to be sad that day. So then you're going to be sad that day kind of thing. Instead of like letting life just let you feel whatever you feel on that day, which I thought was really interesting. And I think like I definitely tend to do that of almost like overhype the day that it's going to be so miserable or so sad. But it's like, I don't know how I'm actually going to wake up and feel on that day. Maybe I'm like having a great day and it's like totally fine. And again, it's just another day. And um, I just thought that was really interesting because I think like I have days, again, we've talked about this before, like that are not the anniversary, that are not the birthday, that are not the holiday. And those days are tough. So I just, that's something that I've struggled with. I don't know if either of you have either too. Yeah, it's funny that you um, mentioned that, Kathy. That's something I've I've thought with grief and with things just in general in life while working on my mental health is like even yeah. silly things as much as like there will be, I'll like, I'll do something and I, I don't know what it, it could be. A good example is, you know, I forgot to switch over the laundry and I'm like mad at myself or I'm like, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? I'm like, no, the more that I say that and like say that to myself is kind of the more story I've, I've taught myself. Um, and one thing I've been doing recently, and obviously this is a different conversation when it comes to like death because it's really hard, which is a reason why I wanted to start this podcast is like, it's very hard to find the good in losing people and grieving people, which is why I think it's so powerful. But I've tried to be very cognizant of like, there's nothing good or bad. It just is. And like, it's my mind that's making up good or bad. So it's like me thinking about Father's Day. Um, yeah, I know that that's going to be hard for my parents. I know it's going to be hard for me, but it's that either good or bad. It could be fine and we could do go see each other and do a thing and make his recipes and things like that, or it could be really bad. But me thinking about that to that way that you were, Kathy, is, is something I, I struggle with too. And I'm trying to be better about that. I, I definitely have felt the anticipatory grief where you're, you're worried about it. You feel it coming. And then in this case, you're seeing advertisements, you're seeing this, people are maybe mentioning it to you. And that in some of my cases that I've had so far, like has been worse. And it's like, whatever that expression is, of worrying is just stressing yourself out about something twice, you know, like the yeah. idea of it and then actually living it. Um, so I think that kind of plays into it as well. And then I'd also be curious, do you feel like you're obligated to be sad on that day? So yes, like you have that's exactly to be. right. That's like literally the best way to put it. It's almost like I can feel my friends like thinking about it for me and like saying like, what are you doing on Sunday? Like kind of like checking in, like in a loving way, but it's almost like I'm expected to be sad on Sunday. And it's, and sometimes like I'm fine. And it's almost like I like try to make myself sad sometimes to be mm -hmm. honest. Like, and it, that's really like such a weird thing to admit, but it's like, it's like, I feel like I should be getting my grief out on that day because that's the day I need to do it, which is such a like backwards way of thinking about it. Like I'll go to the grave site on Father's Day and drop off flowers and do the whole thing, which I think so many people do. And that's a tradition and for everybody like on their days, but it's like, do I have to go on that day or could I go the day after? I could definitely go the day after like what does it matter what day I like am at that gravesite if anything it's freaking crowded that day and I'd rather go on another day um but I do think like it's so interesting Th that's exactly like just like the best way that you just said it Kels 
Yeah, I, I as soon as you said that, I was like, yep, exactly. And it's it's interesting, especially when I mean, both of you probably have the same experience because you have your other parents still. It's like it's, and I know we've talked about this in our grief and all of our other jealousy and all of the podcasts, but it's kind of hard to try to teeter that line when you're doing okay and then like your mom isn't or your dad isn't or someone isn't and you're like am I the asshole because I I, I mentioned it um whenever my mom and I were fighting and and she was like well my dad died today um and it's something I noticed I actually pulled up her Facebook post from last year because I did not really even think about it um I mean I thought about it but not in the way as I was like I'm gonna check in on her because it was he passed away last May so it was very soon after and so I was like I was still in that stage of grief that was just like blacking out and like I can't put words to it and I can't think about it and I can't talk about it so when this date had passed last year um my mom obviously struggled and I did not even like follow up on that because I was so deep in my own pain and she wrote this very like eloquent Facebook post um like I said that I had just pulled up just to read um and I I, I want to share a couple lines of it if that's okay with you guys yeah definitely. Um, yeah for sure one of the first she's always been very good at words and I'm going to try not to share too much but one of the first sentences I usually keep my social media light um, I had a great week yet have spent time fac- uh, facilitating between anger and tears as this day came closer. Father's Day without dad. I know what it's like to struggle and I know what it's like to miss people, but this grief from losing dad a couple months ago, I wasn't prepared for. Someone told me to prepare myself that grief comes in waves and I didn't realize that those waves would be like a monsoon. It could be gut-wrenching and it could be debilitating. Grief does not give preference to race, age, sexual preference, or gender. It is a mighty force and it is devastating. Um, if you do not have your, she said something nice, but if you had your dad today, as we celebrate fathers, if you have yours, I encourage you to call them, visit them and hug them, but don't stop with them. Call, hug and visit all of those that you love have moments where you shake so hard with laughter. You can't breathe. If you do not have your dad with you or know that, or if you have ever felt this depth of grief, I get it. And I am so sorry you face this. I know it's hard just as I know the best way to anything is through. Be kind. I love you, dad. And I miss your light. Um, and so she kind of had shared that. And that is something that was interesting to me to see in that moment when one, I hadn't thought about it because it was something that was really new to me and I was in a different stage than her. And two, it's something that we haven't really talked about with our par- with my parents too much. And that's something that I know I, I touch back on a lot and we unpack it. Um, but we don't – it's not often that we will talk – I mean, we'll talk about him in like memories and stories, but it's not like, hey, this grief is heavy and this grief is hard and this grief is all-encompassing. Um, so I remember feeling that that feeling of, you know, should I have been sad or should I have been more, more thoughtful or more – like it's still it's the same thing as we're all talking about the overall the overall thing is like you still have to take care of yourself um so that's a long-winded way to say kathy like i know that feeling and i know that feeling stinks and it's even worse after that day or that moment passes and you kind of feel like a little bit of like regret almost it's like am i not doing this okay do i not miss him is he gone like what it's kind of just like what it does this make me less than because i have been moving on or thinking about it differently um and that sorry again long-winded way of 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 relating to you, Kath. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think that it's this like almost forced sadness, I guess is like another way to put it of like, I'm forced to think about fathers on Father's Day. But honestly, I'm only thinking about fathers on Father's Day if I'm like seeing it. And I think I've mentioned before, like I now delete social media on that day. Like, and if, without that, that's like Truly, like, I could just be about living my life and I don't really notice that much of a difference besides all, like, the freaking balloons and stuff in the stores. But besides that, like, I'm just going about living my life. Like, if I want to go to the mall, do whatever I want to do, like, shop. Like, I know that there's going to be, like, promotions and there's all the, like, consumer messaging and marketing that's out there. But, like, I could still just live my life, like, without really thinking about it. It's almost I feel like I have to, like, lean into it a little bit more. And that's the – that's the weird part about it. Do you remember either it could be your first Father's Day or your first time you remembered feeling feeling that way or feeling that like one, you either had to lean into the sadness or it just kind of didn't touch – not that it didn't touch you, but it kind of had that same feeling that I had when it was kind of just like I, I'm sad all the other days. It's just it, when you felt like you didn't have to come into like the Hallmark holiday of it all. I think it wasn't until I was like – already graduating college to be honest and I also think that there's something to say about and I hate going back to this like social media like whole 
part portion of this, but I think like growing up with that, I think has really emphasized the feeling forced about it because there's so many pictures that people post on that day, whether their parents have like social media or not. And I remember thinking like, are their parents ever even going to see this? Like they're just leaning into like the cultural moment of posting a picture with your parent on that day. And like, that's fine. Again, I don't want to like judge those people by any means. And I think it, I just think it almost is happening less maybe now these days. Like if anything, I feel like there's been a slight shift in more real, authentic and honest content that's out there. And like, maybe people who are literally spending the day with their dads, like not on their phones and not taking a picture. Again, not to shame anybody that wants to post post a picture with their dad. I think it's adorable and super cute. And I love like when dads get into it too. And like, it's like a selfie thing or whatever, like that's totally fine. But I think um, because like all of college, like the like later years in high school was like the rise of Instagram and Snapchat and all of this stuff that I think it was, being posted so much that I didn't get the chance to ever think like, why am I leaning into this? I was just being forced to see it and watch it and thinking like, oh, like just another day where I have to like, or it's another Father's Day where I have to watch all of this stuff. And so I think it was, it hasn't been until like the last couple of years. And also in therapy where my therapist literally pointed this out of like, why are you forcing yourself to be sad if you aren't actually feeling like that or like what you just said, Kelsey, like feeling anxious about the day when it hasn't even come yet. Yeah, definitely. And it's like also good to remember too that of course, yes, like you said, like there, there's a lot of good that can come from the day. You want families to feel close. You know, being a parent is an exciting thing. But at the end of the day, it's a hallmark holiday. Like maybe I should have done actual <laughs> research of how Father's Day was selected, but I'm pretty confident that it was a it's a Hallmark holiday, right? It's for the sales, for the marketing, go buy a card, go buy a present, go do this thing, go do that thing. So it's good to remember that it's like it was orchestrated by something else, you know, just like capitalism probably and it's <laughs> trying to like detach from that a little bit and I love and it, obviously you gave me the tips for Mother's Day of the dumping on social media, using it as a day to just like have fun and enjoy yourself and not like punish yourself or guilt yourself into thinking like you need to be sad that day. And if you are, that makes sense and lean into it. And if you're not, that's okay. You've been sad a lot of days because of the grief and you'll be sad again. So there's no need and no right way or no wrong way. Um, And so I think that that is a really good point that your therapist brought up for sure. There's also, yeah, another layer to this, which is that my mom's birthday sometimes falls on the same year as Father's Day. And that has been very complex to navigate as well. And again, I almost wish I had this kind of mentality. Obviously, we're all growing and learning as we go on. But when I was younger, maybe I would have had this mentality because again, it was like I was so much so leaning into dad and maybe like I didn't even feel the need to or want to, but I just did because I felt like that was like the thing to do when it was also my mom's birthday. And I could have completely been focusing on that. And this year is one of those years where it is her birthday is on Father's Day this Sunday. Um, So two things with that and I that I feel like I need to address. Number one being very complicated feelings um, of sometimes on the years like that it is sad and you're like, oh, do I want to go out to eat with my mom like and see all the families that are out there? But it's also her birthday and I want to treat her and we want to do like normal stuff that we would do and and be out together. But I just don't want to see like a lot of different families selfishly um, with their dad celebrating. And the other thing to point out is if you or anyone you know is also victim of a Gemini parent, please let me know because I would love to know if there are support groups out there because (laughs) truly it is one of the most rough experiences, I think. And I don't know how many of you guys have. I I have so many Geminis in my life, but like this has got to be the toughest relationship to navigate. I would like the record to show not in poor taste because we are talking about fathers, but my father is a Gemini parent and I <laughs> through and through, through and through understand. <laughs> wow. Okay. I didn't know that. I do not 
No, I'm so sorry. I do not know all the horoscope <laughs> things as well as I should. Can you guys explain what Gemini means? I specifically mean, there's how it no manifests way, in a parent. There's <laughs> no way for me to describe it without completely trashing Geminis. <laughs> and I feel so bad because there are probably a lot that listen to this podcast. I, I I know some that listen to this podcast. But this but this is the stereotypical, like they're the most hated sign in the zodiac. And it's like they have, I think, um, it's like the two, it's it's like the two twin lines. And okay, I think it's yeah. to show like multiple faces um so they can be like one person to somebody but then a different person to somebody else so not necessarily always two-faced but just multi-faced and that's very hard to navigate um i have in fact looked up the little quick sentence or two on it so that you Perfect. don't feel like you're trashing anybody um and Thank i don't and, and i'm learning i'm learning a lot of this stuff this is gemini's are flexible extroverted and clever and there's never a boring moment <laughs> their flaws include indecisiveness impulsivity unreliability and nosiness so therefore do not disclose a gemini in your innermost deepest fears or secrets so that's yeah. Google. That's Google. Uh, try having a, <laughs> a relationship with your parent with that kind of information. Um, uh, the like in the I forgot what you just said. I it, it's like the irregularity or like yeah, indecisiveness, impulsive impulsivity, inconsistency, unreliability, inconsistency. Yeah, and the unreliability. Those two are like the ones that stick out the most. But same. Yeah. So if you also have a Gemini parent, let me know. I'll start a group chat. And I would love to hear your stories. Yeah, but you could have like a support group specifically for that. Yeah, like a <laughs> sub support group. I would love that. Um, but yeah, so back to my original thought on that. It's like it's just complicated. But for example, like my therapist this year was like, well, why don't you just have a happy day celebrating your mom's birthday instead of thinking like it has to be a sad day and you don't and you don't get to do anything for your mom that day. I bet she doesn't enjoy it also obviously no I know she doesn't enjoy it um it's also now Juneteenth awkwardly so that's another thing of like and more so of like there's a lot of other conversation obviously going on in the world which I deservedly so and I think um my mom is just like like in a very naive way is just thinking like oh there's all of these other days that are like taking away and like I don't really get to feel celebratory like on my birthday kind of thing um and so it just made me reflect a little bit more and kind of being conscious of that and thinking like okay maybe there's something that we can do that doesn't have to involve seeing families everywhere or maybe it's something we do at home but like we still get to celebrate and it's still like a joyous day um regardless of that it's father's day so that's just something really unique that I think has been in my life. I don't know if other people have ever dealt with that where it's like every year or not every year, but I'm sorry, every couple of years it, it lands with a joyous occasion and a sad, I quote unquote, holiday. I, even if it's not that specific combination, I mean, it could be the anniversary of a death and somebody's wedding or like this person's birthday and the other person's birthday. Like there could be a lot of those where it's in your face as mixed as, yeah, like a traditionally you should be sad on this day and then something else to celebrate. And in a very different and weird way, being at a music festival on my mom's first birthday was kind of a weird example where I was like, I'm going to be happy at this music festival, but I probably should be sad and I am feeling sad, but I need to feel happy. And I think it just goes to the larger conversation of it really isn't always black and white. And there are those layered, we always, I feel like we use the word layered or I use the word layered in every episode, but those <laughs> layered days where it, it's all intermixed. And I mean, even like this graduation, it was like, we were so happy my sister was able to graduate, but we were also so sad that my mom wasn't there. And sadly, a big part of grief that I have learned is oftentimes happy big moments are going to be paired with that twinge of sadness, even just on normal like happy days. But then when it's something so specific, like big iconic days combined together, it's difficult to navigate. And I think your therapist saying of just trying to not 
overly stress about it going into it and just letting yourself kind of feel what you need to feel. And it's tough. There's no easy answer. I mean, we're not trying to say we're experts at all, but that just is a tough one to walk into because what if you do wake up and you're really sad that day, but then you do have the dinner plans? You know, I think there's no easy answer to that. And just like needing to be kind to yourself is the only way forward. Um, you guys both kind of said something that sparked a thought that I honestly didn't have until we started talking, which is something I find happens pretty often in our conversations, which I really love about that. Um, it makes me think about things in ways I haven't thought about them in a while. But we have a really great friend in my family. Her name is Bonnie. I'm name dropping her because she deserves it. She's the first one I told about the podcast. Um, she's always the number one fangirl supporter. She's the one I think I told you I saw when I whenever Papa passed away. Um, and my grandpa last year passed away on her birthday. And she is like literally fam, like like my like everybody knows her. She's like my the closest thing to my sister that's not my sister. And I remember she just like I didn't text her happy birthday. Obviously she didn't care. And like even this year on her birthday, I hadn't even mentioned it and she wrote me and she was like I am just so sorry that now my my birthday. And she wasn't saying this is going to sound it sounds kind of condescending the way I'm saying it, but she's like I'm just so sorry that this is a sad day for you. And I'm so sorry that like for the past 5 years we've gotten to celebrate this day as a day together and now this day is a little bit tarnished for you. And I was like Oh my God, like it's things that I didn't even think about because we're both trying to be so selfless with our words and so loving that like I didn't even, I never would have, I mean, I thought about it, obviously. I think about it every day, but I didn't think about it in the same, I didn't pair them together. And she was like, I know that like, and again, it's the year out. So it's not like it was a selfish conversation. I don't want it to seem like that at all. But she was like, I know that like, she's like, we are so close and I hurt when you hurt that I like, I couldn't even celebrate my birthday last year. And I'm so sorry that now this time we could have together um, is, is now tarnished by that. And in the same note, it's actually funny because it's kind of tying all of our conversations in together. Um, Papa's birthday was May 25th and I missed it for the podcast. I missed talking about it and I missed posting about it. And I know that we had discussed when we were talking about what we we're going to do, that we were going to celebrate our loved one's birthdays. And that was when I was in the peak of my really bad depression low. And I was like, I could pull, I knew it was happening. I knew it was his birthday. I have it on my calendar, but I was in this spot where I was like, I don't have the energy or the depth or the anything to make the graphic and to find the picture to use and to text you guys about it, even though I love – like anytime I have anything good or bad, I want to talk to you guys about it. When I was in that space, I was like, I don't even have it in me to throw – I can't even copy and paste it over Mrs. Rothhouse's thing. Like I just don't have any kind of – I don't have anything left in me to do it. And then I had that guilt-ish feeling afterwards. And I honestly haven't even told you guys that until right now because I haven't been out of it long enough to even like really think about it. But like that was something that I – again, then it was a burden I was carrying, which I didn't need to. You know, like it doesn't – it's okay and I know that. Um but that was kind of a couple of different things that got sparked, Kels, whenever you were saying that. Um, so I'm, I mean, I guess I'm not sorry because I don't want to like, I'm not I'm blaming myself, but like I, I do wish that in that moment I could have pulled through and been more honest about it or even said something to you guys so you could have figured it out for the podcast or whatever it is. Because I know this is like a journey about being open and honest with each other. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing, Mads. And I know I wish because you – like we had had that conversation before my mom's graphic where you you made the graphic as you are our magical graphic lady and you have <laughs> made all the graphics. But you were like, you you know, you should if, – if you want to like write the caption, it should feel good. And I wish I could have been that support for you. I'm now going to write this down. <laughs> um, however, I think as we're talking, all of our conversations kind of saying like, we shouldn't put so much importance on dates and we should be taking care of ourselves. So now if you're feeling like you're in a better headspace, I vote for a happy belated post that can go whenever you feel it or want it. I, love I would that. love that. I would I, love that. I think throw it out there. Throw it out there whenever you want. And if you want our help with any of it, great. If you want to do it all, I think that'll feel good. But I feel like you know, we don't have to follow all the dates on the calendar so strictly. Like we're saying, like, you don't need to be sad on certain days. You don't need to be happy on certain days. You just need to exist. And we can't control how we're feeling all the time. So I feel like hopefully that'll feel good. I would love that. Thank you, guys. <laughs> control C. Ditto on all of that. Um, and if they and we will take the reins anytime. I think we've kind of shown each other that of like 
if one person is down or not having like a good day, the other two can pick it up or one person can pick it up. And so I'm always happy to step in on any of the days that either of you guys like aren't feeling up for anything like on your end. Like, and I think I feel like the feeling's mutual and um, there. So just again, utilize us as a resource too, because I know we would be happy to help. But also just whenever you're comfortable and you feel like you're even in the right headspace to talk to people, because I know like even that is hard sometimes too. Yeah, that's one thing that, and I want to, I want to make sure I say, like, obviously, like, it has nothing to do with you guys, and there's nothing, there's no yeah. other way you could support me because every time I text you guys, and I need support. You are the first people to give it to me, um, so it means nothing in in that way at all. It's just, I mean, it's something that I'm honestly glad I didn't plan on talking about tonight, but I'm glad that I did because I do feel like when you are in those highs and lows, like it's so hard. And like I said, I could in that moment I couldn't even pull up the text, and then I talked to you guys last week, and I was just like embarrassed or guilty or sad that I did that. Um, regardless, I know you guys have my back and I appreciate that and love you both for many individual and same reasons. Um, and I, I appreciate your support, Kels. I would, I would love to do that. And thank you guys for letting me have that space to share. Yes. Um, and I know speaking of days, June is also the month of graduations too. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously Kelsey opened up talking about her sister's graduation and having like literally this same day as a first year anniversary. And I think it's interesting. Like I literally get, I don't know if I've said this before. I think I have, but around the holidays, like the first couple of holidays, I would get physically ill. And it wasn't until my guidance counselor in high school said that that was like kind of normal sometimes for grievers because your immune system literally just like shuts down around that time, literally like from your mental what's going on mentally, and then you can physically get sick. And so I was literally every single year getting sick around the holidays. And I didn't understand why. And then after so many years, like my therapist or my guidance counselor in high school, like caught on and was like, I think this is what's happening. And June is also randomly another one of those months. And it's kind of weird because I feel like June in general, for me, has always been some sort of marker. Like, I think it's because it was like the end of the school season for us for so many years. It's like the start of a new chapter, like once you wrap up June or like in the middle of June. And then so there's graduations that are involved with that for the years that you are graduating. Father's Day was involved in that for me growing up. It was my mom's birthday. Like there's just a lot of stuff going on in June. Um, and it's interesting because I feel like I've also started a lot of jobs in June. Like that's been another thing of like entering a new chapter too. And I feel like there's some sort of pattern there, which I think is really interesting. Um, and then in terms of graduations, I think those have been one of the tougher moments for sure. Just because for my dad and I, like he was a lawyer. He was the one that like in his family was the, like the, the youngest child of, I believe, eight and was the first one to go to college and like be super successful, have a professional degree as well and like learn English and do all of this like coming from, uh, he was from Guatemala. And so I feel like there was so much he achieved in his life. So I feel like graduations are such a like in my head where like the measure of achievement. And so I think sharing that with my dad versus, and of course I like so appreciate the rest of my family that has been there for me that have now, and my cousins who have now like also graduated and things like that um, be there for me. But I think that that was just something that I feel like I wanted him to be proud of really. And I know I feel like I've missed his presence on those days for sure. So I can imagine how your sister was feeling, Kelsey. Um, again, there's a part of me, like, especially with college graduation, like, I don't know if this is even tying into the whole grad part, but there have been, there's just things like where I'm like, he didn't know this about me at this stage of my life, or like, he didn't know that I was interested or what I majored in or like what my first job, like actual corporate job was going to be and all of these things. And I wonder like what he would have to say about all of that. Um, and, and then there's, there was the added later at, at USC because he had gone to USC and that was his alma mater and him not being there for like the traditions and everything like leading up into that. Like that was something I 
really, that hit really hard, especially because there are so many legacy kids at USC and they're all doing things like with their parents and having the same traditions that they had when they went to college. So that was kind of tough um, and just in general. But I do think my family has been really good about showing up on that day, like randomly of all the days, like that's the day that they really do come out and support me. And I remember like my middle school graduation because that was fresh. It was like a year or I guess, I guess it was almost two years in. Um, and my like p- family all pulled in money to get me like tickets to Wicked because I was like obsessed with the show. And that was like my first like, and it wasn't like that was an easy like thing to afford for them or like like my one immediate family. Um, and so that was just a really, really, really nice gesture. And I had people that like flew in from out of state, like, because they just knew that that was like a big deal for me. And again, it was like the first really, really big milestone of my life. Thank you for for sharing that. Um, it's it's interesting because every time that I hear you talk, and even when I was talking to the the boy I was telling you about, like I just say like I am literally am truly so enthralled because you have dealt with you have had such a different growing up than I've had. Um, and Kelsey, it's interesting. I mean, same. I mean, you guys, we all have gone through things very differently. And one thing, Kathy, that like I admire about you the most is that you have gone through that, and I feel like a lot of what you dealt with and those feelings and having to do those traditions and do those things without your dad. Like, I mean, I just, I'm very impressed with you when I say that all the time. And in, in that same breath is the, are there something because you've dealt with this for a great portion of your life? Do you have any suggestions or tips or things that you know, besides your family pitching? And if somebody, if, if you don't have that people or like one thing that I'm really struggling with is like, I can't always rely on people to be the ones that help me. Like I've got to figure out tactics and skills. Um, is there anything that just like immediately comes to mind? And I know that's kind of a loaded question. So no worries if not. Yeah, no, I think like, I think it's just allowing my space, the, myself, the space to grieve on those days. If it, if it does come up, because, I think like for the college one, it really comes to mind. I was so sad. Like, I, I, and I, again, I think it was really layered with the USC element of it. Um, and I think there's a, another element that I haven't shared about, but I think I will in the future on the podcast. Um, but I just think like, again, the probably college aspect of it and the alma mater aspect of it was really tough. Um, but it was really allowing myself to cry a lot those days and week like leading up to it because I did feel like it. Um, and I think, I think I visited the grave site leading up to it too, which was helpful for me and having like that conversation with him of like, I, 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 and some people like don't like talking at the grave site. Some people do. I generally usually don't, but this was one of those times where I felt it in my heart. Like I needed to go like speak to him and I needed to like go there to do that for some reason. And again, you don't have, there's, it's just a site. It's just a place. You can do that wherever you want, but it really felt like in those weeks, like that I needed to do that. Um, and I think it's, so again, it's just like being forgiving with yourself and like allowing yourself the space. I will say I applaud and like applaud. I shouldn't say that. I'm thankful for the people that like reached out to me and said like your dad would be so proud of you today and like all of that stuff because they knew in my in my mind like that I was thinking about that and I think sometimes you're not even thinking about it so it kind of catches you off guard than the times that you are thinking about it it really means so much when they say something like that no that's good helpful feedback and echoing what Mad said just thank you for sharing and just thinking of all of the years of your life you've been navigating this and all the different areas of your life and as you've just been growing up into being an adult human being like dealing with all of this while your brain hasn't even been fully formed like it is so impressive and so crazy and just thank you for sharing all of that um i know i know uh, like i felt massive guilt at this graduation because my mom was at my college graduation and she was not there at Kylie's. And so I I was feeling that. And it's just, it's one of those milestones that's so in your face with families and pictures and the feeling of pride, like on a birthday or on a like Christmas, right? It's just 
fun tradition, celebrate, but graduation is so much about you achieved this great thing. I'm so proud of you. And that feeling, especially with a parent or grandparent or I mean, any like older figure, you always want them to be proud of you. Like that's a very normal thing. So that's maybe, I don't know if that's a reason why graduations especially stand out. Yeah. Um, And so that maybe is a layer there. Um, Yeah. It's just, it, it definitely brought up so many emotions for all of us that they're normally such happy days. And yeah, you look back on everything you did. And I still can't believe she did this program in the year that was this year, um, like starting even like, like as everything was going on, like I'm so blown away that she was able to do that. But I just, I definitely like empathize and just want to share the support and that graduations really, really, really can trigger so much and acknowledge that for everyone out there who is listening for sure. I don't know if she listens or not, but congratulations, Kylie. You're a badass. And we're all (laughs) proud of you. It's a lot to go through. Um, But we're all proud of you. She definitely (laughs) listens. (laughs) Well, good. She listens and she'll appreciate that for sure. Um, and I'm I'm interested, Kathy, just as you feel comfortable sharing with the college side and the alma mater side, that adds an even stronger sh- – it's just shitty. There's no other way to, to yeah. sugarcoat that. It's just that's really <laughs> shitty that – like it's very special that you were able to share and experience something that he experienced and in a weird way it's a bond. But on the other hand, it's that much more in your face. So yeah. whenever, you know – we, we always joke that we have so many topics we want to talk about. We don't plan on stopping doing this anytime soon. So we have plenty of time for you to continue talking about it as it like is helpful for you or serves you. But I think that also is helpful, the knowing that you liked when people texted you, your dad would be so proud. I'm assuming from people who knew your dad or not necessarily. Yeah. Um, actually not necessarily, but people have okay. known me for so long yeah, and yeah. that I've actually shared that with, obviously right. I, they would have to have like <laughs> known a lot about me. Um, it's, yeah, it's so interesting. Like when I became friends with one of my best friends in eighth grade, so literally the year after, and I have been like friends with her since. And it's so crazy to me. I, I like almost forget that she'd never met my dad like in in a weird way and that sounds like kind of crazy to think about but it's so true because she brings him up all the time and we have talked about it and normalized it between our friendship because and it because and it almost feels like she was there but she wasn't um but like she's like one of the people too so and it just depends on like if I've shared a lot with you throughout the years your long-term friend or even if you're i haven't known you for that long, but we've bonded and talked about that. How good does it feel to have someone in your life who's normalized it that much? It feels very good. And I don't think I realized that until the podcast kind of, because I know that she listens. And I think um, like we've had conversations after podcasts and stuff. And she's like, talked to me about like, I don't, I, like, I, I'm not, like, scared to ask you about anything because I've known you for so long and you've been so open with me about it. And she was also, like, comparing it to other people in her life who have lost people, but she's delicate with them. And so it just felt like this almost, like, comfort in knowing that we can be so open about it and talk about it. And just so nice that she's, like, wanted to keep his memory alive even without her ever meeting him. Yeah, that's amazing and rare and very cool. And I hope that, you know, it's not easy and not everyone's the right fit for that kind of role. But if you have a friend in your life or a family member in your life where you're able to both have that comfort level in that relationship where you can just be so open and just like talk about it, not just on certain days, but just throw it out and it fits. Like I feel like that's a great outlet for someone to have who's grieving but it can't be forced probably (laughs) and the kicker she's a gemini so here i am (laughs) kicking myself back because i knew this is all gonna come back to kick me in the ass here you go so that's a great note to end on (laughs) great note to end on 
<laughs> uh, we are knowing, you know, talking about things coming up this time of year. We also know that it is wedding season. And so that will be the next episode. We'll talk all things weddings. Obviously, none of us are married, but we have all attended weddings and we've probably thought about our future wedding. And there's so many traditions and it's such a big moment. So there's so much tied there. It was actually the topic that Kathy and I did as our practice episode way back when, when Kathy was figuring out who the host should be. So it'll be fun to like have it again and differently and with Mads and kind of see what comes up. Also, the more we do this, the more we just, I feel like, can talk on these episodes. They used to be like 40 minutes and now they're like an hour every time, <laughs> just naturally. And I it know. goes by so fast. So acknowledging that. But um, Mads, do you want to close us out with all of the follows and things? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'll do my best. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, follow our Instagram, The Morning Crew. Um, send us an email, themorningcrew at gmail.com. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, do all the things. Download it. Is that it? Did I do it right? You did it great. And if you care to join the Facebook group, you can shoot us a message um, or try to find us, The Morning Crew Podcast, on Facebook. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.